Welcome in to the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is an all-in-one cloud-based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Alan Beach, co-founder of Advisor Now and president of Beach Consulting. Alan and I will discuss a hot-button issue in the auto repair space, electric vehicles. Alan, how are you? Wonderful, thanks. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, before we dive into the topic of EVs, let's first start with your background in the auto repair industry. How did you initially become involved and what led to your current roles in the space? Sure. Well, I've been in it most of my life. Um, grew up uh, in high school working in shops. Uh, never a very technical person, but I, I did that job. Um, I then ended up working for a corporate tire manufacturer. I uh, I spent 13 years working for Goodyear, uh, running and ended up running their corporate chain uh, in Southern Ontario. I then uh, uh, had an opportunity to buy one of those stores, so I bought one of those stores. Uh, I owned it for 22 years. Uh, we did very very well with it. Um, I also started a couple of other companies during that time. I started a little company, a little tire storage company called Tire Hotel, which grew and grew to. Um, been bought and sold many times down the road and so um but today i run beach consulting which uh helps um, aftermarket shops primarily uh, do better in their business awesome and it sounds like you've had a lot of uh, experience in a lot of different roles in the space what would you say some of your lessons learned through that through that time and through your evolution in your career what would be some of the key lessons that you've taken away that have kind of carried you to now I was speaking about this the other day to a, a group of aftermarket shops, and I said, you know, when I transitioned from uh, working for the corporate to my own business, I thought I'd helped uh, business owners run their business for years. I thought I knew what I was doing, but it's such a different animal to run your own business. And uh, probably the biggest learn, um, I took on a coach about five years in to running my own business, and um, he was indispensable. He... <laughs> He he led me down and, and helped me to to properly uh, monetize my business and uh, not be chasing cash flow all the time. So that was probably the biggest learn. What were some of the specific challenges, you know, as you were playing in these different roles that you overcame, and then yeah, how did that apply into kind of the lessons conversation we're having? Sure, I imagine a lot of um, shop owners can can agree with this that when I first started out in business. Um, the first six months um, of doing business, I thought I was a millionaire. I I thought I was so wealthy. And then the uh, the bill started to catch up with me. And I had a ton of years where I chased cash flow. And um, it it was exhausting to um, to do that. And realize that the main fault behind um, having cash flow problems is not enough profit in your day-to-day. And... Uh, it wasn't until um, I started focusing on that and with the help of a coach and, and a performance group uh, or 20 group, lots of people call them, um, that we started working on those day-to-day profit issues that I started to fix it. And so that, that that's probably the biggest side. Yeah, that's definitely a key issue I've heard uh, from different shop owners in terms of 
running into that where I, and it sounds like that does come probably with experience having to learn that the hard way to some degree being in that specific situation but it's great from you know shop coaches perspective that you're able to educate on such an important issue and such a something that shop owners run into early in their careers yeah the other thing is is i and i see this now from a coach's point of view a lot of shop owners feel isolated and they they um they're dealing with the same problem i just talked about but they don't know where to to reach out uh because on the surface, it looks like they're doing, they got lots of cash in their pocket, um, but they're they're not really doing like as well as they should be doing. And they don't know which way to turn. And they don't want to tell their, their competition that they're not doing good uh, for fear that they'll um, <laughs> in some way be taken advantage of. Um, so they they hold it in themselves and they talk about it. Um, I, I can't stress enough, look for a good coach. Uh, to help you with this there's lots of them out there that will help you to do it and you know the money spent on a coach you should be able to earn at least 10 times that with the coach and helping you to focus on on where you're going and if you're not earning that with the coach get a new coach find the right one for you wanted to transition our conversation into the main topic for today electric vehicles as electric vehicles become increasingly popular what specific challenges do you foresee for shop owners in adapting their businesses to accommodate evs yeah for sure so the, um it's going to be a big change um and you know it's already starting to come um Let's not get into right now what I think they should do, but let's just talk about the challenges. Um, I think we we have a challenge in that they're, they're going to require less service. They are going to require service. So they, we're not going anywhere. And I think in the aftermarket, especially, I think we're better positioned than the dealerships are, um, that we're going to be in a really nice place to be able to take advantage of. If we get ready, um, there's going to be uh, challenges around training. There's going to be a challenges around technology. Um, I've been working with um, all my clients on this very issue to start to get ready for it and move ahead. But I think that technology uh, is probably the big one and then staffing of people to be able to move your business forward. Yeah, I think it's interesting you mentioned uh, the difference between dealerships and then aftermarket shops and preparation for EVs. What is that specific edge that you think that aftermarket shops will have in terms of preparing for uh, emerging technology EVs specifically? Um, I think there's a lot of um, OE dealerships have got their head in the sand. Their brand isn't going to make it. And I think we're going to be blown away by the number of brands that fall victim uh, to the new technology because they're just not keeping up. And a lot of big brands that we think couldn't fall. Whoever thought that General Motors would have gone under, you know, in the, in the recession of, of 2008, 2010. So there's a bunch of them that are going to go under because they're just not moving with technology. So I think the aftermarket, we're much more nimble. We can move, we can uh, adjust to technology, and we can move quickly. And we have lots of resources. We're a tight family in the aftermarket and we're willing to help each other. And I think there's an opportunity here in the aftermarket to really knock it out of the park. The community piece is really interesting. What are some of the ideas there as, as aftermarket shops and just the aftermarket industry in general prepares for EVs? How, from a community perspective, uh, the industry can come together and prepare for you know this technology? Just go on to social media right now and look at the shops that are posting 
uh, YouTube videos. And they're posting how to do things. Um, my son-in-law owns a shop. And uh, he uh, he forwarded me a video or I, uh, a quick um, ad off of Kijiji. And it was an 85G. It was an electric motor out of an 80, Tesla 85G, which is a Model S from 2015 to 2020. And he posted it to me the other day. And he said it was available for 2000 bucks. And I said, why don't you buy it? Buy it rebuild it, and then advertise it as rebuilt. Learn how to rebuild it. So how do you get the resources to be able to figure out um, how to rebuild it? There's a community of people out there um, in the aftermarket that are doing this, and they're posting to YouTube, and they're talking about what they're doing. And aftermarket shops are amazing because we, we work together, and we don't hold our technology really close to our sleeves, at least most of us don't. And we're willing to help each other. So if there's if there's a, a shop owner in another market that wants to do the same as that shop owner, it's amazing. Just pick up the phone and call and ask to speak and ask to talk. And you'll be blown away by how much they'll help you. And they, they'll, they'll figure out where you source your parts, how to do it, and start to do it. Your local colleges, your local community colleges, not all of them are doing this, but some of them are doing it. Uh, find people in your market that are doing it and move forward. I believe the rebuilding of electric motors is going to be the same as the transmission shop is today. That the transmission shop of the future will be an electric motor rebuilder. And they'll have these motors rebuilt on the shelf. Um, you know, he... Uh, my son-in-law talked about this motor that you know, potentially this motor would sell rebuilt for 9000 bucks. I said, you paid for your core once. Demand that the core comes back off, of, off the old one and you're going to rebuild it. And you can ship them, you can install them. And this way people start to understand that you're in this business. That's really good perspective. And I thought it was interesting that kind of a theme that came to my mind when you were talking was there's a real learner's mindset in aftermarket auto repair where you, you see with some of these shops, you know, they do custom restoration services and they do some really creative things. And I think that same mindset will really apply here and really be beneficial in terms of adopting for EVs. Do you have any thoughts on that type of learner's mindset and how that applies? Yeah, you know, I was um, I was talking to an OE dealer about this the other day and and I said, I said, please, I don't mean to offend you. But there's a, an amazing difference between an aftermarket technician and a dealership technician. The aftermarket technician has to work on multiple brands and has to figure things out. And the, a good aftermarket technician starts to learn systems. They learn, they learn how the system works. And they're not afraid to do the research that's involved in it. So they turn around and do the research and understand it. So as you said, William, just a moment ago, you know, there's a learner mindset around these electric motors. We've got to figure them out. Um, we've got to figure out, you know, what the problems are in this thing. I heard about uh, on this Tesla um, electric motor that one of the problems is, is they build up with coolant um, inside the motor and the, the coolant uh, floods the bearing and, and wears out the bearing. And so there's been an aftermarket fix to put a vent in there. And so it just drops that little bit of coolant that tends to build up and therefore it doesn't get on the bearing and you can extend the life of, of the electric motor. 
That's really interesting. That kind of brings me to my next question in this conversation. How do you see the skill sets evolving as shops prepare for this? What are the specific needs in terms of training and preparing in that type of manner for emerging technology? So let me, before I answer that question directly, let me speak directly to a shop owner that is sitting in the old technology. So the old technology is not going to go anywhere for a solid 10 years, probably 15 years. We're going to have lots of the old technology around because they don't wear out. Okay, the ice vehicle is going to be around. But but it's going to be on the decline. And you don't want your business to be on a decline. And you don't want to be known as the old guys that don't didn't follow with new technology. So how do you start this change? And I think the way you start this change is the same way in in 2005, 2003, I guess, um, I made a change in my in my business and I changed the technology of the business. So I was I was for many years, I was a Goodyear retailer and I had the Goodyear sign up. I realized I had to take that sign down because people knew me as a tire shop and I didn't want to be known as a tire shop. I wanted to be a high-tech repair shop. So we changed the name of the business from Goodyear to Beach Motorworks. And Motorworks has an implication of German. Okay. And that was our that was our purpose. And so we started had to start to move towards German. How do I get my technicians to move? Well, I put an incentive out there. It was a one-time incentive for every one of my staff that they could um I would give them a thousand dollars towards the purchase of a German car. And and so I didn't care if they bought a $2,000 car. That didn't matter. I didn't care if they bought a $1,000 car. Um, I'd pay the $1,000 one time because that what we could then do is we could start working on it and they could start to understand it and they could start to speak, for lack of a better word, they could start to speak German, okay? They could start to speak the, the, the language of this car. I don't literally mean they could speak German, but they could speak, they could understand the technology behind the car and they could speak to my customers about it and, and they could get excited about it. And a whole bunch of them got really excited about having these cars. So let's fast forward to today. We need to start moving into electric. Now I get that you can't, maybe you can't buy a Tesla, but you could go and buy a BMW i3. You could go buy it an older Prius. You could go buy a Nissan Leaf. Go buy that car and don't worry about it being broken. Okay. In fact, that much the better if it's broken because then you can fix it. And then you can understand how it works. Um, you're going to learn a ton when you when you start working on it. You know, how do you learn computers? Well, you stop calling the you stop calling the helpline and you start doing it, right? And that's and you're going to learn how to fix your computer. The same thing is true here. Start and take the step and start moving forward. And that way you can start getting ready for the technology. You will also create an enthusiasm amongst your your staff because they will say, "Look, okay, we get to figure this out. Okay, let's go. Let's figure it out." And it doesn't matter if you break things. We'll fix them. You can go to the record and get another bunch of parts and and fix what you can, buy what you can, and get the get the vehicle going. And then work through these problems in your downtime. 
it almost sounds like what you're saying you, from a shop's perspective, you you almost start your adoption into EVs as a passion project where it's it's a lot of fun between the techs and everyone at the shop in terms of solving this problem, putting this puzzle together, even buying just one EV and, and working on it. I think that's really great because then, like you mentioned, that learner's mindset, that excitement and that passion really is sparked from there. And it really drives you forward in terms of developing your skills, your training, and really preparing on a professional level for EVs. For sure. I'm not discounting the formal training that's out there. Please, uh, please hear me. And I'm not discounting. There's a number of manufacturers who are doing such a good job. Um, Napa's doing a good job in Canada. Um, they have they have it laid down and they're they're doing some really good teaching. Um, and you should be taking the safety course. You should be taking the courses that you can. There's a lot of online training available. Um I strongly recommend that you take that and that you're getting the safety training before you go ahead and do it. But there's a lot you'll teach yourself. We'll be back next week for part two of this conversation, diving into shop strategies to prepare for EVs.